Okay, so my great pleasure to uh, welcome Sabine, with whom I co-founded Alchemy. Hello, Sabine, how are you? Hi, Min, I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> so um, this podcast is around um, your background, why you create Alchemy, how how does it work, you know, accelerator as a service, and what are the a few uh, key examples. And at the end, I will ask you a, a typical uh, Chinese portrait with uh, five questions. How does that Sounds good. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So before uh, we start, can you tell me more, more about yourself and uh, what you've done in the last you know, 10 years or 20 years? <laughs> okay. So I'm Sabine van der Linden. I came into insurance, I guess, after I arrived in the UK after doing Erasmus, which is uh, now a program which has disappeared in at least from, from the United Kingdom. I've been in the UK for 30 years and I've been a professional, I guess, for 25 years. So what I've done during those 25 years, started working at Lloyd's of London. And then after doing my master, I decided to go into uh, insurance through consulting work. So I work with IBM PwC, where I got a lot of my strategic value creation expertise. I was fortunate to work with really, really um, great uh, mentors and experts. Some came in from Accenture, McKinsey, EY. So I was really well coached actually uh, during my career. Five, six years ago, I decided to go into um, entrepreneurship. So I started my journey working with FinTech for a year. And then I moved through Startup Bootcamp into InsureTech. That gave me an amazing platform to start working with corporates, insurers, startups. I accelerated over 20, well, I scouted over 20,000 startups and accelerated now probably over 100 and investors. And I guess that's the way we met men. Yeah, and uh, a couple of years back, you started uh, Alchemy. Can you tell us uh, why you started it? Uh? Yeah, so after, you know, six years working with ventures, investors, and corporates, first through the acceleration model, which I delivered uh, through the uh, startup bootcamp programming in Europe and the United States, I felt that there was a way to start retaking that model and rebuilding it in some ways. So I decided to build Alchemy Crew first to reinvent and de-risk corporate venturing for insurers. So enabling some of those techniques, which are acceleration techniques. And as you know, a big part of my method is around co-creation to enable insurers to partner and collaborate much faster with young venture based on a clear understanding on, of their uh, needs. So demand-led and outcomes. So, you know, partnership, collaboration, or investment. Uh, so that is a baseline part of the model, uh, but also enabling the ventures I've worked with for the past six years to find new source of investment. So I work with you, I work with other investors to help my alumni to find the next round of funding as well. And it's very important to me. Yeah, thank you. So my model is VC as a service or CVC as a service. Um, your model could be named uh, accelerator as a service. Um, and concretely, you know, how does it work uh, operationally? So 
the way we have operationalized the model during the past, I guess, 18 months is we've learned a lot from the market through COVID, actually. Some partners, so my, you know, the insurance companies I work with, I call them partners, want pure R&D. And I know, you know, in insurance, R&D is not a big thing, but I'm fortunate enough to work with insurance companies who understand the power of research and development. So one of the labs we, we deliver through our acceleration as a service model is pure R&D lab, where we get access to major problems and we start sourcing ventures based on those problems. Outcome here is how can we accelerate partnership and investment opportunities for the corporate? The second piece is probably more touchy-feely. I call it the reinvention engine, where we use our framework to enable insurance companies to do it themselves. So we help them learn the techniques where we help them deliver the outcome they are seeking by showing them how to implement the model internally. So that requires a lot of sprinting. Uh, My team end up working with the corporate team to enable them to, to go for the outcome they are seeking. Often it's about commercial implementation. The last model is more what we call a virtual lab. And the virtual lab uses all the things and uh, in addition may lead to venture builds. So you have heard me talk about transferability strategies, which I think is very important. You know, you can start with partnership and collaboration with ventures. You can move to investment, but there are other techniques and you are an expert in many of those techniques. Mean, uh, For me, it's, you know, how can we potentially acquire business? And sometimes corporates are better off acquiring a business than just partnering with it or investing with it on it. And then the last one would be um, the last transferability strategy would be to go into um, finding ways to as you mentioned, opportunity to, to exit long-term the business. But that requires a brain like yours. Ah, alors, you, you mentioned sprinting, you mentioned uh, venture building, and then uh, transferability uh, strategy. So those are very different concepts to, to, to understand maybe for the audience. So just to simplify, could you illustrate what are, you know, typical example without, you know, mentioning the, the clients and, uh, and so on, but can you name uh, a few projects uh, to illustrate those three words? Sure. So as a framework, the the framework is like just chopped into different uh, places to actually fulfill the the corporate needs, right? Imagine it's a long string and the corporate has the facility to to chop that string to fulfill their own needs. So an example of an initiative would be, for example, in health. We often are asked to look at new underserved market segments. Think about um, the underserved segments such as um, women health, Uh, people with diabetes. Uh, You could also look at situation often uh, looking at uh, the millennial or Gen Z. So we are asked to to look at a specific segment, segment needs. And uh, from from that, we we start uh, unpacking, looking at adjacent markets, other insurers or big tech, how they are addressing the problem. So looking at this example of women health, you would go and look at potentially what Amazon and Apple, Google are doing around their health proposition at the minute and which type of ventures they are um, working with. Through that process, we start unveiling and identifying gaps across the value chain. And those gaps become very important to us 
because they become opportunity for partners. So we take those gaps as enabler to go and source ventures, which then are presented uh, to uh, the corporate as a potential partner for the future. However, all this is also based on evaluation criteria. So we agree with our partners, you know, what good looks like for them. So once we have done that, you know, we have an outcome which might be a partnership if you were going into our more deep process, which is uh, the reinvention engine, we'll then go into sprinting where we'll be working alongside the corporate and the ventures to fulfill an outcome, which might be how do we get into a commercial agreement contract between the corporate and the venture. And our goal is to accelerate that process by using our method techniques and a lot of the capabilities we have delivered and developed during uh, and refined during the course of the past 18 months. Now, this is just one outcome. We often see when a corporate becomes more mature with their partnership and collaboration activity, then they say, okay, now I'm ready to invest. Now I'm ready to look at maybe acquisition opportunity. Uh, maybe I will be looking at uh, how can I you know, embed that solution, not only in one business unit, but others. So it's where we start looking at scaling opportunities, where we start industrializing the method, not only in, let's say, the United Kingdom. We have to start industrializing and democratizing the method across Europe. So what you can see is something which might be really small, solving for women health, can actually become a highly strategic opportunity for growth for the corporate organization. Okay. Understood. Thank you. Uh, you know, um, most of the people that are listening to, to my podcast, they, they, they want to know what you do, but they want to know more who you are. And usually I end up the podcast with some quick questions uh, in a Chinese portrait. So uh, if you're ready, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot uh, five questions to you. Okay. Just answer without thinking and, and let's see. Okay. So um, if you were uh, a book. So I will... I will select one of the books which was very significant for me during um, 2020, which is The Invincible Company from Alex Alston Water, where you go, where he goes through with his team, he goes through a variety of different business models from different industry to understand how the components fit together to build the invincible company. I think it's an, a very valuable uh, set of uh, capabilities because it enables one to understand the drivers of value and how some businesses out there have become really successful businesses within the corporate venturing sphere. Interesting. I'm going to buy it um, on Amazon. Um, if you were a recipe, Cassoulet, you know, I would just go for my French favorite, you know, when I'm not well, as you know, last week I had a little bit of a cold and my husband was kind enough to go and find a proper French cassoulet for me. That's interesting. I was not more thinking you were more uh, 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 something about pasta or something Italian, but okay, cassoulet, I, I get it. Okay, great. Um, if you were an image. If I were an image, I would, um, I would. I would probably, I mean, the image which comes to my mind is um, women who actually flagship of freedom, women empowerment. So I would be a little bit cheeky. I would say Beyonce. I would have like an image of Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Say one of the most influential uh, women in tech. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, um, who knows? Who knows? You know, she's a big investor in tech, as you know. It's true, it's true, it's true. <laughs> um, um, if you were a city... 
if I were a city, I will, I would actually be Barcelona or Madrid. I need sun, you know, when you look at the past year, we've been working remotely. The UK has not been that sunny, which is where I live. I think I'd probably select a city which is much sunnier, such as Barcelona and Madrid. Again, say somebody who lived uh, 30 years in London. Mm. And last, <laughs> uh, if you if you were a car. So it would be BMW. I've been driving BMWs. I know I'm not providing marketing for BMW, but I've been driving BMW since I'm 18. <laughs> I never changed. But based on your new work, uh, more an electric BMW. Well, happy. yes, this is the next, the next car we are going to buy, which will be, yes, BMW. <laughs> All right. Well, great. So thank you very much, uh, Sabine, for this uh, ride on uh, your BMW uh, work. Thank you, and uh, always a pleasure to have you uh, and talk to you. Same here. Thank you, man. <laughs>